PFT Media. Little bit of dead bits. So many dead bits. I'm just playing Yahtzee, so whenever you're ready. All right, uh, you're listening to uh, Tidbits, episode 41. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Edgy, and you just heard my co-host, Leslie. Uh-oh, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see, we've got, uh, what was our what was our guest's name? Uh, Andrew Steiner. Andrew Steiner, yes. Um, he did a little work with another uh, network, like a, a big, big network. He did he did some uh, freelancing for like audio stuff. Um, he does not live here. He was in town uh, doing a comedy gig well, or whatever, the same one you were doing. Well, he reached out because I produce these comedy shows, so he wanted to see if I had a show uh, that weekend, and, and in fact, I did not. Uh, but he was here for a podcast podcast convention. Um, which I didn't go to. I, I mean, it sounds like it was a big deal. Very, very uh, expensive to attend. Very large, too expensive. Yes. He's a he's a freelancer for uh, who was it? The Ringer. Uh, yes, The Ringer. Yes, which I had never heard of. But then I don't go out of my way to look at uh, networks. I never even thought to do that. Well, it's a big deal. Like uh, they 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 seem really huge. They're like a sports sports centered network. Pretty much. I, I saw there were some other things, but it was primarily sports. And then things related to athletes and their hobbies and so on. They had the J.J. Reddick podcast. I love J.J. Dude, I was J.J.'s insurance agent when he lived here in the area. That is freaking awesome. I thought he still did. I think he has a house here. Um, but probably not the primary residence because like during, you know, like I think like uh, he's I, I could have sworn he was like here in the off season, but obviously would probably have a house. Um, I think his wife's family lives in Florida. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, it just made sense to me that he, I was pretty sure he kept his uh, thing. So Andrew reached out to me. He wanted me to have a, do a show. And I was like, ah, I don't have a show this weekend. But it turned out that we were both on the same show at Sleuth's that Saturday night. So I, it was really hard to coordinate because everybody's so busy. You know, we're busy. He's busy. So uh, we were able to sit down in the side room of Sleuth's before the comedy show and uh, just, you know, talk. Um, wasn't quite sure what we were getting into, but um, we did we did interview him. It was, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And he had a great, uh, almost multiple stories just taking place in different places that he's uh, been to. Uh it was it was incredible. Like I, I I'm so jealous. I want to go to some like a lot of those places, even though I, I mean, I, Mongolia. I don't know what I would eat. Uh, I don't know what you would eat either. I think, I think it'd be a problem. I don't think they have chicken nuggets there. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. Also on Monday, uh, I uh, I did a uh, video shoot for some promos and everything for uh, the art gallery um, on Mills and Fifty. Uh, the curator Boris, uh, and uh, his partner Marla. Uh, business partner Marla. Uh, that you know, like we were uh, doing some promos and shooting for that. That was really fun. We're we're linked to that art gallery now. Oh, great! Um, yeah, PFT yes. or tidbits. All uh, of PFT. Us. Yep. And so, uh, if you were in our group, you saw Etchy with clothes on, and that's <laughs> where you were at, right? Yes, that's, that's where I was at. You can see the green screen and all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that what we call your 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 what what now? What's a green screen? I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> Your newfangled <laughs> technology. Uh, it's fancy, though. You can't. You guys can't see this, but she shook her fist. So um, <laughs> no. So uh, and they're actually going to be on PFTV with. Uh, they do d- uh, various interviews with artists and stuff like that, like local artists. So that's that's going to be fun. PFTV, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so so. But as for right now, we have Andrew Steiner. Uh, the interview with him, and uh, let's see how this starts out. The story. I mean, it's not really a beginning, a middle, or an end. So it's not really a story. It's just a rambling <laughs> mishmash of events that are vaguely interesting. Okay. But um. Yeah, in college, in about 2005, I started uh, experimenting with some drugs, you know? Nice. Like, uh, you know, psychedelics in general. As one does. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'd that's ne- when I first started doing them. It's like 2005-ish. Yeah. 
So was, I'd never really done even weed until I was like almost 19. Okay. So I kind of jumped off the cliff there and gateway drug of weed. Yeah. <laughs> I this whole time I'm going, oh god, I tried acid in '97. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of that kind of sent me off on like a spiritual journey. Okay. And um, and I mean, it was partly the drugs. It was partly the fact that I was really depressed. I was in Ohio, and if you've never been in Ohio, it's flat, mm-hmm. it's cold, and there's a lot of boring white people, <laughs> and there's not much to do other than have sex and do drugs and drink and I wasn't having any sex so <laughs> that was one third of what my life was supposed to be out of the window it sounds like Ohio but I imagine of it I'm yeah. gonna be leading a 66% life yeah <laughs> pretty much <laughs> that repeating decimal point yeah <laughs> I always want to do that like like want to say that and I'm yeah. like no shut up I know I can't stop every, myself everybody knows I know, I know. <laughs> not everybody hey there's That's one true. guy in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and eighth graders. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, I was I was real sad and really tripped out. And I was like, you know what? I need a guru to like figure out my life for me. Okay. So I I had some money in the bank randomly and I failed out of college, so I had some time and <laughs> <laughs> I like booked a ticket around the world. So I I uh, I booked like it was kind of randomly like I knew I needed to go to India to find the guru. Okay. But on the way there, I was like, all right, I'll stop in Mongolia for two months. Just you know, you know, why not? Why two not? months in Mongolia, that should be good. Okay. It's awesome. Yeah, and I stopped in China for like ten days, and Thailand for a month. And um, how'd you like China? China was horrible. <laughs> it was shitty. No, I loved China. <laughs> no, I was only in Beijing, so I can't really. And the Great Wall was cool, and I met a couple cool people. But in general, it was like dirty and uh, mm. polluted, and yeah, I don't know. The people weren't that friendly, so mm. it was okay. And Beijing was like one of the places that people liked the least. Yeah, yeah, mm. I'm sure I would have liked the countryside. You yeah. were there. Where where mm-hmm. did you go? Beijing. I went to Shanghai. Nice. I didn't go to Hong Kong. I want to go to Hong Kong real yeah. bad. Yeah, there's 35 million people in Hong Kong. That's I know. Crazy. I don't even know how to count that much. No, that's, like that's a lot. Of that's people. like more than four times New York City's population. <laughs> Interesting fact: half of their last names are Hong, and the other half is Kong. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 35 million. So there, that'd be really hard to, to to date. Like you'd never change your name if you got married. No, nah, like, well, but I mean, isn't that convenient? I yeah. guess. I mean, if you think about it, then that's changing your name's pain in the ass. And then the first governor, they his wife made him hyphenate. That's why they call it Hong Kong. Holy crap! I did not know that. Not true. Holy at all, shit! Okay, because yeah. I'm so global. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you're a comedian. That would have been awesome. <laughs> mm. But anyway, um, okay, so I'm in China. Mm-hmm. I get a pair of nunchucks. <laughs> How old are you on this trip? Like I'm 20, okay. about to be 21, I think. I would get nunchucks. Yeah, no, like I'm, I've always been into the martial arts, so I was like really stoked. I took yeah. some kung fu lessons from some guy in the park. He was like teaching me some forms, so I got these nunchucks, and then uh, they'll figure in later a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so I, I go to Mongolia and. I check into my hostel and it's cool and I, I meet a cute girl and we hook up and by the way I'm, an, I'm like a 19 year old virgin I'm such a, like a nerd <laughs> okay. at this point well know. I like the idea now that there's like sex in the in the story that you're like my life's 100% <laughs> yeah <laughs> It was, except for except for I was that type of nerd who was like, no, it's got to be perfect. Oh, you know? I was that nerd. I know. Yes. And I could have. It's the worst. And I could have lost my virginity oh. with a beautiful Dutch woman my age. You know, she was really nice. Uh, I mean, she was sleeping with half the hospital, but who cares? Okay. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. I still would have been way better than the prostitute I wound up losing my virginity with the oh. year after. That's fantastic. So... I would have lost it to that Chinese chick that was stripper that was stripping. <laughs> what Chinese stripper? It, was, it happened in China. I accidentally went to a strip club. Yeah, and because uh, they didn't, there's. He didn't realize what girl show meant. Well, no, no but girl show. What? Uh, <laughs> well, girl you, show. Girl show. Over here. There girl was show. No, you mean. didn't. You didn't pay to get in. Dawson Creek. So I was like, there's no way this is a strip club. Yeah. You know, like it'd be like really expensive to get in. 
mm. and they didn't charge you anything, but everything else was expensive. I feel like strip clubs don't ever charge you to get in. Sometimes they do. They do? Sometimes. I guess they just like money. Yeah, and it was eleven fifty for a Coke. It's such oh, a weird yeah. business model. Take money. Like dances. What? Dances. <laughs> yeah. I've never really, I've been to like two strip clubs. Oh. Same here now. Okay, I have to say something right off the bat. Uh, he mentioned the, uh, you know, where he was like the nerd that wanted it to be perfect. Yes. Okay. One of the hottest women I ever dated was in, was in high school. Okay. And I was a virgin. You were an adult. You were in high school. I was in high school. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> um, Just clarifying. And um, I was dating like this, like she was like one of the hottest chicks in school. It was awesome. And uh, on top of that, like she, it wasn't like a looks that like she was like also one of the coolest people I knew. Like, you know, we had fun. Okay. Anyway, uh, we only dated for like two months, I think. And she kept trying to like, you know, start something. Oh. Now here's the thing. She really, really wanted to lose her virginity. So she was a virgin. Okay. And she tried like desperately to, you know, and... My thing was, I mean, it was a good relationship. Like I, I could see it going places, but like I just wanted to wait, just like literally like three weeks more, just to solidify like this is a good relationship and da da da. And both virgins. Yeah, and um, she broke up with me. Cause you wouldn't fuck her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, she was really in a hurry. Yeah, <laughs> she was. Uh, and then she dated a friend of mine, who. Uh, was just like me wouldn't either oh wow yeah uh and it was really funny because one day i uh, you know i like I, so pure of heart yeah one day i i like walked into uh my local denny's you know where which of course was the teenage hangout and there's still a so- smoking section and nobody there gave a shit if you were 18 or not and uh you know and i walk in and i see my buddy seth you know just kind of looking like down or whatever i'm like what's up man you know and we go to a different school it was for, for some reason i don't know why but it wasn't a big deal like I was, I, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I, she just broke up with me and you're now you're with it. Like for some reason that was not a thing, Okay. you know? Uh, so I was just, you know, um, <laughs> so I go and sit down with him. I'm like, Seth, what's up, man? You know, <laughs> and he goes and he bangs his fist on the table and he goes, I should have fucked her. And I'm like, oh, did she break up with? Yeah, I should have too. Sorry, oh, wow. so, sorry to hear about that, buddy. Uh, and then she, she found somebody to rock her world. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, the next person that I went out with was, uh, the girl I lost my virginity to, okay. but, uh, I, was it, perfect? Uh, it was, it was, it was also in a park, but in a park. Yeah. Oh wait, no, no, no. The first time was not. No, we had a lot of park sex, but the first time was in my bed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And in the middle of it, my dad called. Oh, did you, did you talk to him? Yeah. I had to pick it up because you know, like I'm in high school, like you know what I mean. Like I had to be like, "Hey, where are you?" You know what I mean. Like, do you have a cell phone? No. It was a landline. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, he called the landline, and I had I had to pick it up. <laughs> I remember doing that. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was. I wonder so- if they can tell. <laughs> the tech adds to the like ah, of it. I, oh yeah, I had to take a minute to like regulate my breathing. <laughs> you know, and are then you pick, okay? <laughs> yeah, and then pick up and be like, "Hello, hello." Uh, <laughs> You know, and be like, oh, that's cool. Where are you? Oh, cool. Are you on your way home or, you know, doing those fishing questions or whatever? (laughs) And then uh, and he's like, all right, well, okay, whatever he wanted. I don't even remember. And then hung up the phone. And I was just like, okay. And immediately, like, just went back to it. Mm. Um, Yeah. We eventually got caught by my dad. Oh, I'm not surprised. (laughs) You shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, I my mine was not that uh, interesting, actually. No. <laughs> no, it was not perfect. It was in a car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't quite know that was gonna happen, but I was okay with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was. You were okay with it. Th- then it must have been a roomy car because it was a Mustang. It was like uh, so not a roomy car. No, it was like one of the older, late body style. Uh, you know, like late eighties Mustang. And yet you were okay with it. I wasn't okay with it, and I initiated it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't how I anticipated. Like I didn't dream it that way, but it's the way it happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, anytime, not even first time, but like I, I don't know if if like I had like a huge crush on somebody and they like initiated sex and then like kind of like hinted that she wanted to do it in a car mm. i'd be like no no <laughs> you know what i'm good <laughs> it's well, awful yeah it was it was pretty awful but it's uh, better than the beach
there, there's a stripper comedian in New York. Oh yeah. And I was at a show that she was on, and uh, she like asked for an audience member to participate, and another comedian went up, and this crazy dude, and he just immediately went up there and pulled his pants down, which is not cool. No. Uh, no, that's not cool at all. No. <laughs> but a then, comedian did that. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, but then. I mean, borderline comedian, this guy. But, okay. But, uh, not Louis C.K. No, no, no. <laughs> and, then, and then this, and then this, the comedian, the stripper comedian, was like, okay, someone else. She was a stripper comedian? Yeah. That's the best thing ever. It's yeah. A great way to run bits. But then, but then I, I was like, I didn't raise my hand and she picked me and she kind of like, I don't know. I didn't, I mean, I enjoyed it after the fact, but I wasn't really into it. She kind of like, slammed my head into her ass with her leg which which was kind of fun but it was also (laughs) like i didn't raise my hand so he you're just doing what he just did to you if a dude did that to a girl it would be a whole another story yeah yeah but i i enjoyed it in retrospect (laughs) isn't there a place in atlanta that like people go to because it's all little people yes i believe so i've never been i didn't go it wouldn't surprise me i didn't know that but that sounds right (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it sounds that sounds very sad. That, that, or, that really? or Tampa, Tampa, I can picture having that. Yeah, little people, anything. Uh-oh. They have like <laughs> nudity over I there. I can picture Tampa having dead people on strings. All right, so he's telling us about this this Sorry. girl in, uh, this, in Mongolia. Uh, Mongolia, yeah, yeah. The, the Dutch girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I I basically, I basically turned her down, uh, when we were about to hook up. <gasps> Like we were in bed together, and because uh, you wanted it to be perfect. Yeah, well, I, I more just wanted to be sober mm. more than anything. Mm. That so makes we were, perfect we sense were both to me. Shit faced, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but you know, you know, and then and then she went out to the desert on a tour, one week tour, and by the time she came back, I was like, Ugh, I'm I'm over this. So I went to the desert out east. <laughs> and I wound up camping by myself and like d- drinking with a high school class. Okay. Yeah, like their teacher, they were drinking vodka with their teacher and just wrestling. That's apparently what high school class trips are like. I would totally do that. That sounds awesome. It was awesome. I mean, yeah, we're drink cuz Mongolians are like a big wrestling culture. I did not know that. I didn't that. know that either. Yeah, they have their own like variety of wrestling. I just know they're they're the ones that made it over the wall. And like I think 1200 and something. Yeah, they do, did that by throwing each other over the wall. The wrestling moves. Really? No. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's two, y'all. No. I'm just going. practicing because I'm, I'm starting a new podcast that's all trolling. Oh, fun. So I'm just practicing. You're good at it. I'm warming up on you guys. Because I was you're so- like, I want to believe you. Because oh. it sounds so good. You're Hong just like, Kong yes. separated. Yeah, Fuck. that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway... Um, so yeah, I wrestled these these kids and they beat my ass even though I was like 4 years older than them. And I had taken judo. It's not like I was untrained completely. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, it was it was cool. Drank with them. They left, then I was I was still there and like a a big storm came in and it like just tore my tent down. And I don't know if you've ever slept in a collapsed tent in a rainstorm, but No. It's, no. It's pretty relaxing. It's really? pretty nice. I've been in a, <laughs> in a tent that's up during a rainstorm and it's nice cuz you, you get the pitter-patter, you know. Yeah, as long as it doesn't leak. And it, and as it long as it so doesn't. It awesome. Did yours leak? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine, yeah, if it's it collapsed. Sounds more uh, uncomfortable to me. Yeah, and the park ranger who was just a guy who lived next to the park because I don't know, I don't know if you all know this, but most Mongolians are nomadic and they live in these like t- per- semi-permanent tents made of like horse hide and cow hide. Okay, and I also have my guard up because I don't know what, if you're trolling me or not. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. It's absolutely true. Um, no, it's absolutely true. Uh, and yeah, people learn to ride real young, and it's just part of the culture, you know, riding riding archery and wrestling like that's their sports okay basically in mongolia uh and anyway so the the ranger comes up and he's like looks at me he's like what the fuck are you doing here like why are you camping here and he takes me to his house and i have tea with him and his family and i'm just sitting there i don't speak a lick of mongolian and i'm just like hanging out with them and eventually they they hook me up with a ride like some dude's going back to the capital and 
I, I wind up going with this guy. He's visiting home, and he takes me around to all his friends for like five hours. So I'm just drinking butter tea. They they drink. By the way, worst food country in the world. Okay. Really? Know, At least that I, I thought been. it was English. Um, I don't know. At least they know what salt is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and they have some vegetables. Yeah. Uh, well, we really have like Mongolian beef I was here. I was Mongolian say, that's barbecue. Fake. That's fake. I was going to say that is all I know of Mongolia. Like literally, yeah. if you if you asked me, or if I was taking a test and said, "What do Mongolians eat?" I'd be like, "Beef." Like, yeah. that's, that's all I would have. But they do they do eat beef. They just a lot of the time don't salt it and overcook it, and, and mm. they, not necessarily the parts you want to eat. You know. Oh, so okay. our Mongolian beef is better. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> that's hilarious. So you did that for for two months. I You're d- in Mongolia? Yeah, yeah. I was in... I was ah, in it was... That's a long time. It was a trip. Um, but anyway, I made it back. We, we um, made it back to the capital. I found out that girl had hooked up with a bunch of people. So that was nice. <laughs> After her desert break. I mean, to, to, her, to her testament, she was really nice. She was like, so do you want to like... Um, She's like, I'm going to go stay with this guy. Is that okay with you? Which is, I guess, her way of saying, like, do you want to date? Or, I, I don't or know. talk I was about it. Or, yeah. I was very oblivious. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. She was she was. Nice. I mean, you weren't going there to start a relationship yeah. with her, right? I just love the idea of, like, being like, hey, um, I just am not into almost sleeping with guys. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I fucked a bunch of people, and I'm thinking about fucking more. Is, do you want me to do that? Is that cool? I don't know. Um, but anyway she was nice she took me out for pizza for my birthday she was super nice she was really nice that's nice so uh we talked a second about strippers yeah and uh uh, i remember i met this girl out i was having drinks with some girlfriends of mine we were downtown and i ran into this girl who was uh just having a drink at the bar and she was super friendly super nice and she was talking about how she is a writer and she does uh, she was a stripper at the time okay and she said that she's a comedian she's done comedy a few times and she loves to go and do uh, the stripping but also like run her her jokes on the people that are paying her money that's awesome <laughs> so I was like this chick's cool and then like uh, I was inspired to have this this comedy show uh, called Naughty Cauldron mm-hmm. and I had like this really cute pink flyer with like a, a girl's image on it and it was definitely uh, anybody that worked or was somehow associated to the uh, adult entertainment industry so if you were going to do comedy you had to like I had a bouncer from a strip club I had a former stripper I had uh, a cocktail waitress I had somebody that was a uh, uh, a cam girl I had a guy that dated a cam girl like I had all these people that had some sort of connection to the stripper world or adult entertainment world uh, do Sex comedy worker, uh, industry yeah. <laughs> without it being trafficking you know like yeah no, no. Trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a lot of fun and it was a, an interesting concept it was kind of hot um, and people are like what is this what is this and it, like that girl she ended up getting pregnant oh like she was supposed to be on that show and she's like I can't I got pregnant and her little baby is uh, about to six months old now so. nice okay so this is fairly recent then nice yeah nice. yeah yeah no, i met her i think i don't know i can't do the math but i met her probably um it was december of 2017 right when i met you actually Ooh. yeah and yeah and i just thought it was really really an interesting concept um but to run bits and get paid for it sounds amazing yeah yeah it does yeah i mean i would i, I think i would do that yeah, but I really wouldn't want... I mean, I think that would cause a negative... Uh, connotation? Connotation. I mean, especially since in comedy, like, there's so many... I mean, this is a little controversial. I think there's a lot of fake feminists that act like they're all for feminism, but then they're actually dicks about it. Um, I think you'd get a lot of shit for um, perpetuating money for nudity within the women in the scene. I think it would it would uh, like there'd create be some crossover some backlash yeah. from that. I think you'd get some uh, shit talked about you. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really that's going to happen no matter what. Yeah, I, I was going to say shit talking. Yeah, but it's certainly a good way to get over your stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very true. Because I I have no problem speaking in front of people but uh I mean, if it came down to just me, like, in my underwear... Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm good. I know you are. I've seen you. <laughs> I think a lot of people have seen that. 
Yeah, I could dance in my underwear. Yeah. I, mean, I, w- I would just have to learn how to dance. I mean, we can definitely watch Magic Mike 2 anytime you want. Oh my god, I have to see it, yeah. But I have to see the first one. Uh-uh. I, I watched the first one halfway through. Straight garbage. And I, well, it's it's not that I became uninterested. Like I, it, something got my like I had to go somewhere, you know. Okay. So, so I had to stop it. And then you know you know how that happens where like then somebody's like oh you should check out this show or da, da, da. you end up watching something else and you kind of forget about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it didn't seem bad. Like the first like the uh, the portion I watched it was, it was pretty good. The second's way better and I own it on DVD so. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> I don't have any DVD drives in my house. Why you come over to my house? Okay. Then we'll watch male strippers and you can practice. <laughs> <laughs> if you let me wear the kimono. Done. Yes. <laughs> Done deal. <laughs> we'll post it in PFT. <laughs> <laughs> we should do PFTV with uh, Edgy and oh, his kimono. Yeah. <laughs> See, there should be a miscellaneous in PFTV where, like, anybody can make any type of short that they want like on the network of yeah. uh, any you know podcast or whatever and just throw it up on the miscellaneous where it's not a series or anything yeah. we need to get more into that and do yeah. that kind of thing that's fun so, i like that idea yeah the other thing i kind of wanted to mention too is um when he when he talked about mongolian beef um if it's nothing like mongolian beef the mongolian beef that we have here that we refer to as mongolian beef i've said that too many times um is Usually, uh, for something for a dish like that, like it comes from somewhere, like if, if it's completely made up, and it is because you know it's totally different. Uh, usually, it's made up. Uh, they, it's attributed to something like uh, Paris or Japan or you know places that you go. Oh, like it sounds fancy. Mm. You know, like oh, this is Japanese, like uh, authentic Japanese sushi, or this, you know, like right. all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, this, this is uh, authentic uh, New York pizza. Right. You know, all that shit. Um, why, like, uh, as Americans in general, we don't know anything about at least current day Mongolia. Correct. That's not a destination where it's just like, oh, I saved up and I'm going to Mongolia now. Wee! Um, so I don't understand where Mongolian beef comes from, why they didn't uh, make up something other than Mongolia. Like a, another <laughs> another region that it might come from, you know what I mean? Like Japanese beef. People would people would like be falling over each other trying to get to the meat section to get Japanese beef. Maybe a, a Mongolian was working in a an Americanized Chinese restaurant and came up with this beef dish, and they're like Mongolian beef. That makes perfect sense. That makes a lot more sense. I just I, I beef think, from a Mongolian. <laughs> I think I was thinking more like companies, you know what I mean? Where they're like, how do we sell our beef? You know what people love? Mongolia. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, nothing wrong with it. I actually don't know anything about Mongolia. Not poking fun at Mongolia specifically, but it's not a popular destination, nor does it sound bougie, like cheese from France. I wonder if I, 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 I can't even tell you what Mongolian beef tastes like. I wonder if I like it. I, I, w- I also wondered, because I haven't had it either, but like, um, if it's majorly different, I think, or is the beef itself like, you know, different or is it like, uh, I don't know, a sauce they put on it or they put per- certain seasonings on it, like Mongolian seasonings, something, you know what I mean, that makes it different from any other beef. We should make Florida beef. Oh my God, yes. Floridian beef. It's sun-dried. <laughs> <laughs> it's sun-dried and tough. Oh, yeah, just like us. <laughs> after, after I parted ways with her, I uh, decided I'm going to go out to the West. So I, I booked this Jeep with these guys. Like, There's a Swiss guy named Andy, a British guy named Andy, and another British guy named John. Okay. And we have a driver named Dorje, which is like John for uh, Mongolians. Okay. Which means like. You mean in commonality? or? Yeah, it's like super uh, common, except for it means okay, like powerful, like yeah. spear of penis lightning. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a very strong name. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's Stephen in English. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about like, I was like, cause that sounds nothing like John. So he must be co- talking about commonality. Cause like, you know, did you ever take like a, like a foreign language in your uh, high school and stuff like that, you know, yeah. and they give you your name in whatever, like, you know, like I took a, a Spanish and Stephen is Esteban. Right. Right. But when you said the, what was the name? Dorja. Dorja. Yeah. I was like, it doesn't sound like John. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like a fierce name. 
like door jam. Door like, jam. Uh, you can't open this door. Oh, I didn't it's, think it. It's like a Buddhist, a Buddhist thing. Oh, okay. Like that they got through Tibet. Oh. Um, but anyway, we go out west. We're in the desert. Blah blah blah. Uh, I'm trying to make this more exciting, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. Were uh, you on drugs the whole time? No, no drugs. I think I thought I smelled marijuana. Oh, actually, oh, I did buy hash though, <laughs> uh, in in Ulaanbaatar in the capital. Like I was literally wandering around. The Dutch girl wanted hash, and I wanted hash. Yeah. And I was wandering around, and I I just see this guy, and he's like hash. Cause he could tell like I had that hash looking face, you know, yeah. like, you want drugs. That's what you're like. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, I'm from Brooklyn. And he was a Mongolian guy who lived in Brooklyn, of course. That's crazy. Yeah. And, um, he was like, okay, call this number and meet me by the hotel <laughs> in two hours. And I show up there and he's got the hash sewed into his windbreaker. So he like tears all has to tear a hole in his windbreaker to get it out. Cause it's like, serious drug offense there oh my yeah. god yeah. i was wondering about so, that so it must be i mean that must have been really expensive then it was like 20 bucks for like Looks i don't like know a jacket it was like <laughs> it was decent hash except for i had to smoke it in like a really like hard drug way like i, I smoked it out of like a glass eyedropper Ooh. yeah Whoa. which felt really shady especially in a hostel where you're sharing a room with other people yeah mm. And I remember, I remember after I lost that eyedropper, I was smoking it out of a rolled up sp- Sprite can, which felt like Crackhead City. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, I, I was gonna say I've done, the, I've done the Coke can thing where you like squeeze it. Yeah, you, yeah. I've done an apple, not hash in an apple. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that that has like a bit of ingenuity to it. It looks cool. Yeah, and it's the organic. Crin- the crinkled up, ca- <laughs> the crinkled organic. up can is like it looks like you have a very serious problem. Yeah. <laughs> It was very, it was very weird. Cause I had like my little, little um, divider. It was like a little curtain around my bunk bed. Yeah, and I was just sitting in there smoking hash, you know, reading Lord of the Rings for hours and hours every day. It was very sad. Um, but anyway, okay, so I'm out west. I, I part ways with Andy, Andy, and John, and I and I like start hanging out by myself in this old Soviet hotel. I'm like the only one staying there. There's one shower for the whole hotel. Um, and it's just like the one shower for the whole hotel. Yeah. It's like a public shower. Oh my God. I thought, I thought the Chinese bathrooms were bad. You know, like the hole in the ground. Oh yeah. 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 Well, at least we had regular toilets, I think, but it was just, it was just this dusty old Soviet building. God. And I, I wound up hanging out with the hotel owner's daughter and back to strip clubs. She and her friend took me to the strip club and they were playing Guns N' Roses, and I don't know. That nice. Was, when when you said you're like, oh yeah, with the hotel like you know manager's daughter or whatever, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, you got the girl with the restroom key. <laughs> 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 you can shower anytime you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, long story short, I, I hitchhike out of there. We go to this giant lake, and I'm camping with this Israeli guy who's like. We actually met up with him on the road, and he was very annoying. Like, oh, the Swiss guy hated him. The British guy hated him. That's the worst when you travel, isn't it? Like, you can't get away from him. Yeah, but <laughs> he's, like, the annoying, pushy guy who's just, like, always asking too much. And, like... Uh, it's like every retailer in China. He's the guy who's reinforcing stereotypes about Jews to my detriment, you know? Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it was, but he was cool. He Like, we, we shared a tent. You know, he he brought a hookah with him to Mongolia, so we were smoking hookah That's in a cool. tent. That seems like a pain in the ass. Like, on the plane, like, he, like, checked a baggage with, like, a hookah in it? I guess. I don't That's even know crazy. how he got it there. But this was, two th- I guess it was post 9-11, so. I mean, he could have shipped it. Yeah. To himself. Like, you know, to the hotel you stay at. People do that. That's a lot of work. Yeah. It really is. It is is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I have actually only seen people do that with um, film equipment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Much more appropriate. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. But he he invited ourselves to a barbecue. (laughs) It it was the, the Capitol's police department on their annual barbecue. So we're hanging out with all these, like, you know, brolic cops, hardened cops. God, that would scare I, mm, the very guys I was trying to avoid buying hash earlier. <laughs> and um, you like breathing on your hand and smelling it. Like, is it smelling it? Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 uh, but anyway, the food was horrible as usual. They took like an old ram and they uh, chopped it up and they put it in like a giant metal drum 
and they fill like they put in between the ram parts they put like stones and then they just put propped a blowtorch against the metal drum locked it down tight air air sealed it and just fucking blowtorch the shit out of it for a couple well, that's hours that's one way to cook yeah Holy <laughs> crap again no salt well this is just thing too it's like it's not like it's like a piss poor country that like you can buy a grill like mm. you know what i'm saying like it's we're not talking about like some kind of like really expensive technology or something you could buy a grill yeah i just <laughs> don't know if they have the but that's really authentic i guess i guess but <laughs> and post blowtorches and and metal drums and that is why <laughs> and that is why anytime somebody says something is authentic in my head i go but is it good yeah <laughs> I mean, I don't want real. I want good. I guess authentic Mongolian cuisine from like Genghis Khan is like taking a uh, straw, a metal straw, and jabbing it into your horse's neck and drinking their blood. Probably. Because <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that's how they ate on the road. Uh, I swear to God. That's, I'm not sure that's for me. Yeah, I'm, I don't think it's for most people. <laughs> it's got to be a sharp straw. <laughs> yeah. In my experience, sometimes my straw breaks when I like try to stab it into the drink I bought at Chick Fil A. It's like an IV <laughs> IV straw. I'll yeah. Let me let me master Capri Sun. Then <laughs> yeah. I'll try horse. Exactly, exactly. Like you're gonna drink horse blood, and it's like, well, there's no pressure. What's going on? It starts ripping everywhere. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, I'm eating this this ram, and it's disgusting. I think I don't know if I was eating the nose or like the foot pads, but it was pretty gnarly. And I like tried to pick it clean and be polite, and then like an officer picked it up, and he's like, "That's not clean." And he like ate uh, the rest of my picked food, yeah. Which was like, I guess that's cultural, you know. Like, I guess you, I have to respect that respect for food and not wasting anything. So Absolutely. That, but it was a little shocking. I remember one time I actually saw somebody eat an apple, and then they started eating the core, and oh, I was shit. like, "What the fuck are you doing?" I dated a guy that ate shrimp tails. Okay, I'll eat a I'll eat a like, deep fried shrimp tail. Not a raw like, one. And though. I was like, "Do you eat oyster shells yeah, too?" Yeah, but a lot of people <laughs> would eat a like a deep fried shoe. The deep fried is the best part of the description of whatever food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I eat the the crispies <laughs> off of it. Okay. Yeah, occasionally <laughs> I eat part of the bone when I'm eating fried chicken. Oh yeah, really? I hate that. I mean, not necessarily on purpose, but like. Oh okay. I will like. But I will. I'm like get it all off my tongue and like like I can't have any bone in my mouth. That sounds terrible. Well, I mean, there's still marrow <laughs> in it, right? There's not, there's some nutritional value to that. Yeah. Don't dogs though die if they eat the chicken bones? Yeah, yes. if they're cooked. Well, if they choke, that's that's the, that's the thing. It's not that it well, and it gets in their system because it's it's like any it's an obstruction. So it's like I don't yeah. think it's anything that it's made out of. Yeah. It just gets stuck in st- you know okay. like if I think if I'm pretty sure if I ate a whole chicken bone. Uh, even if I were to be able to swallow it, like it would get stuck sideways in my colon or something. I feel like it's not like shards, you know. Like I feel like a splinter is really small and thin. Probably. Well, it'll. They just the cooked bones will puncture their their stomachs. They can't have that. So the the raw bones are okay. What's your favorite country that you've been to that you liked the most? I would say it's a tie between Nepal and Japan. I wanted to go to Japan so bad, and not only that, but when I was in China, it's like, yeah. dude, you're so close. Yeah. You know, you're right there. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're at like Beijing, Shanghai, like it's it's right along there, you know. Yeah, I wanted to go so bad. Yeah, this, but I enjoyed sh- the hell out of China. This story though. actually winds up in Japan. But does it really? <laughs> it actually does. <laughs> and Nepal. And Nepal. <laughs> what do you think about Japan and Pan? I I love it. I've never been. I mean, I've only been to Tijuana and British Columbia, Vancouver. So uh, my my experiences leaving the country are very limited. But yeah, um, British Columbia I'm down is with awesome. Japan. Oh yeah, no, to- totally awesome. Okay. Uh, I was young and uh, it was needed the money. Definitely pre nine eleven, and my grandparents took me. We we drove over the border, yeah. and this is like before you needed a passport, and yeah. uh, I was not with my parents. But we were coming back into the country, and they did not want to let me in with my grandparents. Holy shit. And so they were like, they like sequestered me apparently and asked me questions. And you I thought was you like, were being kidnapped. I was like, that's my Nami and Kuki. Like that's my grandparents. Nami They're like, and Kuki. I called them. She wanted me to call her grandmommy, so I called her Nami. Nami. He wanted me to call him Cha. She he called me Chachi, so I called him Kuki. Whatever. That I actually sounds kn- Japanese. Nami. <laughs> it, it, I was gonna say Japanese for wave and Kuki. I don't know what that is, but it's definitely something. And so it, I'm totally down with Japan. And it's one half of Konami, <laughs> which is. This, you know the uh, software developer for video games. Mm-hmm. Are you? That means a little wave. Konami. Oh, okay. Are you trolling me? No, no, okay. no, no. Konami. They. God, what do they make? Uh, uh game video games. Uh, Shinobi something or yeah, Ninja I, Gaiden or some shit. Ninja like that. Gaiden. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. They 
let me back in. Yes, yeah, so we're not making it up. This is a little proof there. They, I obviously knew my grandparents, so they let me back in. Oh, that's good. Good. But, I'm yeah. glad you're back. <laughs> yeah, so I have very limited experience outside of the country. <laughs> yeah. I, I just meant in general, the concept of Japan. I, I, I enjoy it. I would I would go there. And everything that we talked about in our episodes about China, like everybody was just kind of like diverting to Japan because mm-hmm. like that just seems like a cool spot. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's something that if you visit there, chances are you, you, you saw a great deal of it. Whereas in China, like it's such a huge country yeah. that like if you just went to Beijing alone, you experienced like 0.01% of the country. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like it's... Whereas Japan is so tiny. All right, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna fast forward and get straight to the Japan part. Okay. But but first I'll say, I excuse myself from the barbecue, right? Because there was a little shop. I wanted to get some gummy bears, and as I'm walking there, I see this guy and I say hi, and he's like, I guess he's just sitting next to his horse, and I I, I keep walking and I turn back and I see he's on his horse chasing after me full gallop. Oh my like, god! Trying to run me down. That's scary. It's very scary. And and I'm like, what am I gonna do? I obviously can't outrun a horse, so I like. <laughs> Are you still in Mongolia at this mm-hmm. point? Okay. I ran into the lake. He was chasing me around the lake. Holy shit! Because I was like, the horse can't chase me in the lake at least. So that yeah. worked. But then I'm like, I'm not gonna stand in this lake all day. So I start. Who knows what's in that? He's waiting for me. He's drunk as shit. <laughs> uh, and I, I start going out outside the lake, and immediately starts chasing me again. Oh my god! Eventually, I make it to the store, but. I don't know why I didn't just go in the store, but I, I wound up like running around this family's car and they're just having a picnic watching me, like laughing at me, you know, and eventually after about 20 laps, they unlock their, their car and I get in the car and they talk him down. So you're like playing a chicken with a horse around a car? Yeah. This sounds and like they, a cartoon. And they, find God, it, and they find it hilarious. I cannot. Honestly, I think the worst people in this story is not even the du- drunk dude on the horse. <laughs> it's <laughs> the people laughing about potential murder. <laughs> but I, For 20 minutes. I was also so pissed off because at one point he grabbed me and I and I had my nunchucks on me and I didn't even think to pull them out. You know? Yeah. That, that made me angry. I could have used my nunchucks in self-defense and I didn't. That was the one. One time I could have done that. You know what's you know what's even worse though? If that were me in that position and I had thought of the nunchucks, I'd be like, I don't want to take these out right now. I'm gonna make a fool of myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was practicing, man. I was getting my reps in. I was doing my Bruce Lee like you know, changes and stuff. I was getting good. But anyway, okay, so fast forward to Japan. Okay, so I leave Mongolia, I go to Thailand, then I go to India, don't find a guru, find a lot of weed there, find a That's the same thing. I I I, I literally just eat eat Indian snacks and smoke weed in my hotel room for three weeks. I could do that. Yeah, it was great. And um, Still no sex at this point. No sex. No mm. sex at all. Um, then I go, I take a bus up to Nepal because I'm like, okay, maybe I'll find some something up in Nepal. Um, I, okay, what do I do there? I find a hash dealer very quickly. I guess I have the hash face, you know. <laughs> But but the deal was amazing there. I got like a golf size ball, a golf ball size ball of hash for like six bucks. What? Wow. Yeah, and it's like I was staying on this place called Freak Street where all the hippies used to go. So I bought like a fucking awesome bubbler for five dollars, and it was just like stoner heaven. There were cake shops that actually had good cake. It, it was the best. It was the best thing ever. I, I underestimated India. Yeah, no, I Nepal. know, right? It's Nepal. It's all oh. Nepal. Nepal's okay. the shit. Huh. Um, no, that's right. That's what you said. This, that was your favorite place that you'd be going. Yeah, between Nepal and Japan. And, and Nepal Japan. is like a tantric kingdom, which means like like um, sex and spirituality yeah. and like sacrifice. Like they, they sacrificed a goat like right down the street from me. Wow. Like there's all these ancient temples everywhere with intricate wooden carvings. It's just like an amazing place. I should really get over this uncircumcised thing. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like yeah, I have an issue with it. Yeah. Wait, what? Like, I don't know. I, I just Well, you know what? I don't blame you because <laughs> no, no, when I say it well, hold on. I'm not Like it sounds like a lot of fun in Nepal yeah. having sex there, but I just find like well, all of the men would be uncircumcised. The reason when, I say when I we don't, talk about sex. <laughs> I never said anything about <laughs> well, it. No, I was just thinking in my own head. Like <laughs> we we've had this conversation <laughs> before. Um no, like the uh, I can't go to a tantric town without right, right. Sex. No, that the reason sense. that okay. I that I that I that I say that uh like I don't blame is because like in this country like uh most most people are 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 circumcised like it's it's weird to run into a guy that's circumcised and even then if you have 
chances are there also wasn't a situation in which you saw it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, so like when you, I mean, you know, if you Google penis, like Google image penis, <laughs> a circumcised one comes up. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's what's familiar. Mm. <laughs> Weird segue. I'm, I'm homesick, mostly for the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway (laughs) that goat got circumcised yeah Um, and uh okay so yeah i ate i was trying to smoke this hash but it was not it was taking forever and i got impatient and i wound up eating half of it okay and i was so fucked up like for three days i was throwing up blood no i was like in my room just dancing on money and like just it was it was wild it was wild it sounds very wild i like got a passport photo taken because i was trying to go on this hike and i i looked at the photo and i was just like zombie i was just like <laughs> dead-eyed and i didn't know where i was That's ridiculous <laughs> so after i sobered up from that i'm like okay i came here to find a guru let me go find a guru so i go to this uh, tibetan school they have like a buddhist academy okay and lo and behold i met swiss andy from mongolia at the buddhist academy randomly what oh yeah that is so cool yeah like that's that's a far you know what i mean right yeah, yeah. yeah. it sounds uh kiss met or yeah. yeah yeah we met and then we kissed and yeah <laughs> kiss met yeah, yeah th- that i mean yeah the closest thing i have to that because that's really far away like you know, like i i uh, serendipitous my best friend mm. in high school like uh we stopped talking to each other for like a month or two not because mm. we were mad but just because that shit happens yeah we got busy doing other things or whatever and i went on a vacation with my family to washington dc i ran into him crazy <laughs> I didn't know he was there, and he didn't know I was there. We just ran into each other. I love that's stuff cool. like that. Yeah, Me too. But that's a totally different country. Like that's that's way. That's you gotta pay awesome. attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I I paid attention. Okay, so that was a pretty long section. There is one thing that I did want to um, say about it though, like because otherwise I'm just I'm just enjoying the story and having fun. Uh, but he mentioned um, tantric. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't know if this is the same thing he, but here, but like, do you know what tantric sex is? Yeah, it's like Kama Sutra. No, it's it's um, it's uh, sex without finishing. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, really? Some people like think it's like some sort of a discipline. Uh, like edging. Kind of. Yeah. I don't. I don't know exactly what it is. I. I don't know if it's like. I don't know what the end game is. I don't know if it's like to last longer in the future or yeah, what. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. But um, there are people that like that's the kind of sex they have. Yeah. I don't. But yet yeah, that was the only thing that I was like, I, I have to stop this and say something because what the hell? I don't even know if it's, you know, the same thing. But I mean, if it is, I thought this was like some kind of tantric sex was like a new age uh, idiots thing. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know. And it may not be the same thing, but if it is, I had no idea it had this kind of history. Mm, yeah. I, I'm not really into that at all, actually. Well, you're a woman. You have tantric sex all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I guess the other would make me feel uncomfortable. It's just like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, for you, you probably wouldn't be able to even try it. Like, you'd probably just come immediately. What? What? <laughs> I know you meant that a different way. <laughs> I'm always messing with you. <laughs> no, but you know what I do think if I ever practiced tantric sex, like the end of sex would be like you'd hear me go like <laughs> <laughs> followed by running to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I, it's leaking. Like, you know, I guess it starts. You just can't stop. Exactly. Like, like, there's, there's no like, there's, there's no like direct line where it's like you're either doing it or you're not. There's oh, whoops. Yeah. Uh, it started, so we're done. But it's not stopping, so I'm gonna have to like, yeah, run to the bathroom and hold, hold like my hand like a little cup <laughs> underneath. <laughs> I think that that means that you failed. <laughs> we hung out a little bit, but I went to like that the the teacher of that school, this guy Choki Nima Rinpoche of the Nyingmapa school of Tibetan Buddhism. And nice. uh, I got to like go visit him and he had his students coming and like one of his students, this older woman, she gave him like a flower. And he's like, "What is this? This is not a appropriate gift." This is cheap. You're cheap. And she started crying. 
and everyone was like, oh, my God, he's such an asshole. And then he's like, she knows why I'm saying this. She gets it. And she's like, yeah, thank you. And I'm like, oh, OK, this is crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then why'd you do it? <laughs> yeah. It's not, not for us to know. Wow. But. But anyway, at this time, I was also listening to these like this was before podcasts, but I was listening to what amounted to Buddhist podcasts by this guy named Kobutsu Malone, this Zen anarchist monk okay. out of Maine. I like that his last name is Malone. Yeah. His Maine. first name is what? Kobutsu. Yeah. Yeah. Kobutsu. Can you imagine like I'm Kobutsu Johnson? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So I email Kobutsu and I'm like, hey, man, I'd love to study with you sometime. And he's like, oh, I'm visiting my son at this monastery in Japan. He's like, come visit. And I'm like, all right. So I, I let, let my ticket to Italy go and I just booked a, t a flight to Japan. Okay. And I showed up at the monastery and he's like, oh, I can't really teach you. This is not my monastery. Well, uh, he just invited me. <laughs> I mean, he did uh, to meet him to like. Hang yeah, out. but I mean, it wasn't like a ten dollar like taxi no, that's ride. That's a big trip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was. It wound up working out because he's like, you should study with who my son is studying with the um, Shoto Harada Roshi. Okay, it's a Zen temple. So I wound up becoming the student of this Japanese Zen master living in this like three hundred year old monastery. And it was an interesting place because they had a translator and it was almost all Westerners except for the teacher. And wow. I basically became a Buddhist monk for two months. That is awesome. Well, I love this like idea of just traveling on whimsy and uh, who you meet and connect with. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I would love to do that. I, I don't know if I ever will in my lifetime, but that's fantastic. That yeah, you did I, that. I still everybody from my tourism group, like my tourist group from China, like I got all their eat. I've actually been meaning to email them because I, I, I've been like, I got the task of like collecting all the pictures and mm. sending them all back out so everybody has all of them. Yeah, yeah I haven't yeah. done that at all yet. You made a lot of new <laughs> friends. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> but that was wild. Um, so I'm sure you got a lot out of that that time there. I don't know. Really? If I did. <laughs> I think it made me a little crazy. Uh, Is that not your guru? He, well, honestly, I don't know. I really liked having them both as my guru. Okay. So I kind of left once Kobutsu left because I was I liked having him to balance out the like super rigorous like Spartan lifestyle that that the Japanese master wanted people to have because he was he was like don't masturbate that's a waste of energy so I literally didn't jerk off for five weeks wow yeah which was insane see that's just the thing is that it's not a waste of energy because it's prostate health yeah it's prostate health yeah. it's like a says the western man anyway stress release valve I mean I'm a I'm a proponent for it yeah yeah me too when, when you wait that long when it comes out it hurts I'm sure I don't know but it's I, like putting too much like gunpowder in a cannon. I also did my, manage to find weed though in a Zen monastery. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's really? surprising. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know. I mean, it would help me uh, meditate. I, I I'm a proponent of that as well. Uh, I'm I'm not really honestly in, in a weed. Not for meditating. I mean, it, like you can have good meditation doing that, but like I think for writing, <laughs> it's just like yeah. Honestly, I'm too distracted. I wouldn't be able to. You can't meditate on weed. It's on hard thing, to be focused you, enough. Yeah, you're you're. It's worse than when you're sober. Like you're just all over the place. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was an interesting monastery. That do you know Buckethead? Yes. Yeah, he was visiting the monastery while I was there. I didn't. I didn't meet him, but he was like at the private cabin. Are you serious? I swear to God, that's hilarious. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, it was very weird. Like Primus Buckethead. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's fantastic. Wait, what? Not the radio guy. The oh. Primus. What's his name? Uh, Les Claypool. Uh, Is that his yeah? Name? The guy who played in Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I guess. Oh, I never made that connection. Back to the fucking Mongolian. Wait, Guns Buckethead is Les Claypool? No, he's different, isn't it? I think no, he's a he's a different guitarist. Guy. Yeah, I mean, he's no, he's a bassist. Let's play school as a bassist, but I, I thought Buckethead. I don't, I don't know. I really know I Buckethead. I thought you were talking about the radio guy. I from, was like, what? From <laughs> when he filmed filled in for Slash for Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses like okay. for Video Music Awards or something. That's really what I know him from. But I'm not a huge Buckethead. I, I don't think I've ever heard him. Yeah, I guess I, I just tend to attack, attract druggy things. Cause, yeah. Because even Kobutsu, he had gotten in trouble with the FBI for smuggling in eight tons of hash and manufacturing millions oh, of hits of acid back in the day. 
So it's like, I just, I guess I have druggy karma. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the better way to do it, by the way, though. Like, if, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, move some drugs, go all out. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. He played with Les Claypool, uh, but it is the same guy. He is Les Claypool, but. He, he played with. With Les Claypool. Okay. Okay. I was yeah. going to say he is because I love Les no. Claypool. I was like, how did he play with himself? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. It, Especially no. in the monastery. You're nope, not you're right, to but do it's, definitely the same, it's definitely the same guy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love He's Les Claypool. Wait, what do you mean the same guy? So Les Claypool is Buckethead. No, no, it's the same guy that you're talking about that played with Les Claypool. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, okay. We're all right. Yeah. <laughs> In, In our own way. way. Oh! <laughs> that was Jinx, perfect. you owe me a beer. <laughs> Damn it! Though when I left the monastery, I did meet a girl at a nightclub who wrote sexual desire on my hand. That's hot. Yeah, but she was, I think she had a boyfriend. That's hot, though. I know, it was real That's hot. That's even hotter. <laughs> in Japanese I was like what does this mean she's like sexual desire wow <laughs> that's even better than writing it that's awesome <laughs> but anyway okay so the monastery was crazy man it was like there were all sorts of weird characters there there was like a Spanish poet and an ex-heroin junkie painter and a Irish alcohol so I guess there's a lot of abu- drug abuse I guess that's a theme <laughs> or like form, former drug abuse um, okay it was like a Dutch kid, a Portuguese kid. Uh, there was an ex-hitman from Poland. Um, oh my god! There was I would a love French like dude. sword master. There was like it was the craziest group of people ever. Oh my! It sounds like it was set up for an excellent walked into a bar joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I walked into a meditation hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was super intense though. Like you're waking up at three a.m. every day. Uh, shave your head immediately, then start meditating, then start chanting, and all the chants were crazy. Like we had a prayer book, and we chant super fast, like and you, if you don't know the chants, you're just like, what the fuck? You it's three a.m. and I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm supposed to be saying. There's like two letters dash, two letters dash, two letters, and, and there's like <laughs> literally clouds, like twenty foot clouds of incense smoke just wavering across like a three hundred year old hall. All this sounds so much better than college. But it was it was fucking <laughs> it <does>. wild. <laughs> See, now I understand why, you know, like the stereotypical, like, you know, high schooler that's like, dude, so-and-so came back, you know, from that monastery and now he's all weird. Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, that sounds awesome. It does. Yeah. Kind of like, again, I think I've already said this on a podcast since I came back, but like those people that like, you know, go on vacation to like Spain and come back saying Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. like, it's like, but once you go to a country, like it makes sense. Cause you're like, well, no, people have been saying it correctly. Think you in mean, my presence for like two weeks. Like, I think I think you mean Arbeath. Arbeath. Yeah, man. But um, but it was also there were also downsides to it, you know, because because I do think their intentions were good. Like I think the master's intentions were like I want everyone to like wake up and have a full life and be aware and like have a meaningful life. Yeah. Well, and get something out of it. Yeah. But it also became kind of cultish, you know? It's like there's there's all this, like, okay, yeah, with the no masturbating thing and, like, everyone's, like, talking all this Zen talk, which is, like, like nothingness and emptiness and, like... Yeah. Mm. And, like, I started to, like, lose any feeling of life having a meaning and repressing my emotions a lot, which wasn't, I don't think their intention, but they also didn't really instruct you in a detailed enough way that that didn't happen. Yeah. Like why, like they'd tell you how to do things, but not necessarily go in depth enough on why you're doing them kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, Like my meditation was like, just breathe into your stomach and focus only on your stomach all day, every day. Oh my God. I have apps (laughs) that do better than that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was intense. Well, I mean, they say it. And that's why like they had, everything was um, signaled by bells. So like. You know, when it's time to meditate, when it's time to work, when it's time to eat. So you didn't have to think. You literally, that's, I mean, kind of like school. Um, (laughs) 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 I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And it was was crazy. We would go, we would go begging. um, And they they would pay us because we would do work. So it wasn't like. It wasn't like a money making thing. More, it was more just. At least this is what they said. If you're to buy into the what they said, yeah. it's more of like an opportunity. You're giving people an opportunity to give, and you're kind of like humbling yourself. 
Okay. But it was kind of, it was weird. We would go to like a mall, um, <laughs> an outdoor mall and pass like strip clubs and all the Japanese storekeepers where they would like hide from us. Cause there's a bunch of white people dressed with like the fucking straw hats and the robes and we're in sandals and shit. Well, and they know what you're there for. You know what I mean? So they're like, Oh God, it's the recruits. We need to, you know, they haven't masturbated in like five weeks <laughs> yeah. and they're angry. And we we're, <laughs> and everyone's just like, Oh, like that's literally what we would say, which is like, I don't know, ancient Chinese for truth. We're just like, oh, (laughs) it was very creepy and weird. (laughs) And like if someone would give us like a penny, we would read this whole fucking poem. It's like sutra, which is what they call like texts, you know, ancient texts. And it was the most trippy like shit. Like it's like no mind, no self, no tongue, no mouth, no taste, no eyes, no enlightenment, no path, you know. Wow. It's just breaking you down. It's kind of breaking you down. Like there's nothing to cling to. No, no concept to cling to. The idea is like, if you're not clinging on to a concept or a description of reality, you're experiencing reality. Okay. You know, you're in the moment. That's the idea. Oh, uh, you're in the moment. Yeah. But there's a danger with that, with that um, approach, because if you're pushing down your thoughts and emotions to get to that, that's really unhealthy. Yeah. Mm. And usually the first thing to come up would be more like something like hopelessness. Yeah, and which is exactly what happened to me. Mm. <laughs> but I, I've realized through meditating since then, like really the best way to do that is to look at the thought or look at the emotion yes. and just like non-judgmentally observe it. And eventually it'll dissipate on its own accord. And use an app. Yeah, or use Headspace. <laughs> so yeah. somebody wants to explain the difference between observation and evaluation. Mm. And uh, it seems like a very similar thing but observing is quite different than evaluating. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Evaluating is like, let me see what we have here. You're, and like you're observation is, huh? You're associating <laughs> your opinion with it, and you're associating <laughs> things with it. And uh, observation is difficult. Did you see that? What? No, that's, that's an observation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Then. There's a guy running at me on a horse. As you said that. Nice. As you said Where's that. Your evaluation is. Am I in danger? Yes, I should move. You <laughs> <laughs> said that and a blind guy walked in. Amazing. <laughs> hey, I want to know, how long were you gone? Uh, I think I was gone like six months. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Would you so, do it again? Um, I mean, I kind of, d- not to Japan. I mean, I'm going to Europe in May for okay. like a month. And I did two months driving 7,000 miles last summer in a car. That was similar i guess touring yeah i mean not lucratively but yeah (laughs) so you're living in new york city now uh yeah yeah how do you like it there it's all right you know it's uh cold yeah i went for the for the first time in september so it wasn't it wasn't cold at the time yeah but um lots of big stuff Yeah. yeah 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 big stuff and i got to and i got to poop in that church a lot Nice. What <laughs> church? St. Paul's. <laughs> um, no, isn't isn't the village? Um, uh, I forgot what it was, but I mean, it was one of those really really old ones, you know. Mm. But I was sleeping in a van, and there was no place to, you know, there's no bathroom in the van. Mm. So like late at night, like three or four o'clock in the morning or whatever, I would walk. On it's on the same street. It was just down the street. So I'd walk, and the church would be open. So I'd just walk, and after you know, uh, I'd just kind of walk in, kind of give the the upward nod, like the hey, what's up, you yeah. know, and you know the. I don't know, janitor. I don't know what he was, but he'd be like, oh, hey, because he knows, oh, he's just going to poop. <laughs> and I would just go to the bathroom, come back out of the church, go back to my van and go back to sleep. His Airbnb was a van. Yeah. Nice. Wait, $60 a night. That's expensive. I mean, for a van. Yeah. It was in Soho. You should uh, next time do couchsurfing.org. It's a lifesaver. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to Good check to that know. out. Yeah. Do you come to Orlando often? Um, I mean, I was Florida last year. I hate the winter. So as long as I'm living in New York, I yeah. guess it's a definite possibility. Okay. Well, let me know when you're back in town. Sorry, I couldn't hook you up with the show this time, but at least we're on a show together tonight. Hell yeah. And this was fun. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Okay. This was a bit of a longer episode, but it was definitely worth it. Otherwise, you know, I would have cut it short. Um, lots of interesting stories coming from lots of different parts of the world. It makes me want to travel even more. 
Yeah, I don't really have much traveling under my belt. I'd like to do more. I don't want to play chicken with a man and a horse around a car, though. That does not sound fun to me. If I knew I could, that I would live through it, I would do it. <laughs> I, I mean, he did, but I can't say for sure either of us would. I don't know. Yeah. Depend on the, tr- the horse and how drunk the guy was. <laughs> the, <laughs> and how drunk we are. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to get into, we just didn't have enough time. Um, and I couldn't exactly think of um, exactly how I wanted to word the question, you know. But I mean, like, you know, he said he was uh, 20 and uh, he was gone for six months. And I want to know how he like, you know, did he save up a lot for it? Or like, does he I don't know, maybe his parents own an airline so he can fly. anyway. you know what I mean? Like that's that's a long six months is a long time to not only be on vacation, but like, you know, you're not making money. Right. You know, and I would love to know how he pulled that off because. I would do that now. I don't know. I, it, he sounded like he was in college and then he wasn't. So maybe he used his college money that. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think that's like what student, I thought. Like student loan money? Maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. In fact, I didn't even think of it. You did. But <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, that's the, that's the only thing I can think that, like, makes sense. When I was 19, 20, I was saving up for a boob job that I never got. And, like... <laughs> I didn't get it. I wanted one, but I'm so glad I didn't because, like, I would have had massive boobs. Yeah. Because uh, they didn't grow in until I was, like, 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love the idea of a woman getting a boob job and then just, like, the boobs growing out of control. <laughs> I would have been massively top-heavy. I would have looked like a French bulldog. <laughs> Except for it would, instead of my giant head, it would be my giant boobs. <laughs> You, but I you, think that would have been a much better use of money to, to travel the world and to, you know, get into some, some predicaments, uh, yeah. which he did. He definitely did. Oh, he definitely did. Yeah, I, I love the idea of you being in Japan or something and somebody being like, wow, you're you're really young and everything. Like, uh, how did, uh, you know, how, how did you make it over here and you can pay for your vacation <laughs> stuff and your boob money? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do believe that is all we have for this episode. Uh, but join us next week for episode 42. Outro! A PFT Media Production.